America. I was working in the lab. Welcome to Eat My Shorts, everyone. A Simpsons podcast, by the way. Excuse me, this is Nacho Nova speaking. I'm one of the hosts. Listen, thank you everybody for being here. Thank you for joining us this week. It's a very special episode. Uh, and with me every week, uh, Irvin, what's happening? Thank you, Nacho. Hello, everyone. Hello, you, my shorts listeners. Austin, Texas. His very own Simpsons podcast is back on the air with you. And we've come back with a special guest. Oh, it's true. And listen, I was alluding to this uh, being a special week. Please welcome Manny to the show. Hey! I got my crystals. I'm set. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> my chakras are aligned. And I, I have spoken with my spiritual counselor. And uh, I'm good to go for this episode. Let's do it. No, 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 ojo today. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, my, my favorite part about the podcast is hearing Urban laugh. Like, it just, really? it just, yeah, it just. It just, it, it just gives me, I don't know, it's like every time I listen to it, I hear your laugh. It just fills me up with joy and makes oh, everything yeah. freaking awesome. So. And we are, we are like a global podcast. We have a global listening audience. Hello yeah. to our Australian listeners uh, who are celebrating Christmas. Hello, Australies. Uh, but thank you for joining us, Manny. You you were here on our what was it? Our two year anniversary show. In a technical sense, you were the secret special guest, the one guest that was on the show that wasn't a previous guest. But now he's getting his own episode. So listen, folks, we're uh, very blessed to be able to be here today to bring you a very special episode of The Simpsons. I mean, this is honestly this is a special episode of The Simpsons. I'm not bullshitting like I do like nine out of ten times. <laughs> Sorry, don't. No, seriously, come on. I'm fooling around. Every single episode so far that we've done is special. That's just the kind of show that The Simpsons is. Nonetheless, this is an exceptionally special episode. I can feel it already. Um, and I felt this when I was watching it. The notes, you could see that I took crazy person notes. Like, Whoa! Crazy. Get to the Zoom right now. Yeah. <laughs> Very Feeling fine is what it said. Yeah. It's all <laughs> over your fucking back room <laughs> yeah <laughs> no simpsons and no duels make nacho something something okay especially this let's get serious this is a serious show uh this is marge be not proud whoa whoa uh, yes i like it i agree with him it's it's a celebration celebrate <laughs> yeah, what that stuff? Okay, it does call for a celebration, folks. A Christmas celebration. This is the regardless of religion. Uh, all uh, religions come together to worship Jesus Christ for one day, and that's Christmas Day. Yes. And listen, these are not my words. I'm using Bart Simpson quotes to introduce the concept of Christmas for those who might not be familiar. Hey, would any of you like to hear like some classic Simpson stats? Well, yeah, stats podcast. So this is something I know that the uh, live shorties are uh, interested in hearing because uh, this is like, if you look at our iTunes reviews, they're yeah. all, well, number one, they're all five stars. Number uh, one. Number two, everybody says they like the, you know, the stats. Yeah. They love the hosts. One person seems to love the Speedo Man. We won't tell yeah. you which one of us is that guy. No, it's true. It, you know, it, it depends oh. on what kind of like week we're having, you know. Maybe it's neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, what can you do? We're human beings, right? 
Okay, so this is a season seven of The Simpsons, episode eleven, production code three F zero seven. Get write that down in your scratch piece of paper, folks. Original air date December seventeenth, nineteen ninety five. Whoa, fifteen Five years, years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, episode one hundred and thirty nine. So that's like if it was a comic book, it would be issue one thirty nine. Oh, really? So this is the episode right after the big uh, spectacular, the one hundred one hundred thirty eight oh. spectacular. Damn, they were really like uh, gifting the Simpsons viewing audience with a lot of wonderful uh, episodes. It was a good time back then, nineteen ninety. Yeah, and it's a holiday season because, you know, even though Bart says all religions uh, worship uh, Jesus on Christmas, it's just like the holiday season where a lot of religions have their thing going on, you know? Now, Nachi, you said that this was, I mean, we know that the premise is a Christmas episode, but I'm sorry. Is the original air date also during the holidays? Yeah, December 17th, uh, 1995. Oh, right before. So everybody's, yeah, everybody's in the mood. They're pumped. Everybody's like doing their shit, trying to find their presents. Seriously, while people were watching this on television, there were presents stacked in the background, Christmas trees, what have you, various items. <laughs> Anxiety-ridden people trying to, oh, oops, I guess I should go shopping now. Yeah, yeah. Turbo Man. Yeah, holiday smash hit, jingle all the way. Thank you, Conan, for instilling that in my brain. <laughs> oh, from Robert Smigel, right. basis. <laughs> 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 My favorite moment of that is when he had, he had like the little gap in his tooth, but the gap moved and he improvised about it because it was just like hanging off of like one of his teeth. God, that Robert Smigel is underrated. People need to like give him some credit for being fucking funny. It's probably yeah, some of the bits from the old uh, Conan show are, are on YouTube, thankfully, but it's probably hard to find a lot of those like cool Robert Smigel bits where he would do the, the camera where the mouth would move, but the picture wouldn't. Yeah, he did a great George Bush too. For those that grew up in the early two, oh, yeah, yeah. he would do his little his little mouth like this. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I, I feel like I fucking train wrecked the show. There. Do we have any more stats left to give on this episode? No, it's okay. And and this because this is a season of giving. Yeah, of course. Like we're happy to give the the listening audience stats, but. Uh, I mean, we're in a fortunate position to be able to give them wonderful camaraderie as well. And I hope they appreciate both. Uh, but yeah, here's, here's the hardcore facts and stats for the, for the stats heads. Um, this episode was written by Mike Scully. Classic Mike Scully is what we like to call him here. And directed by Stephen Dean Moore. Asian Scully. Whoa, yeah, FBI. That's a callback to another holiday, Monster Mash Halloween, and the fact that Manny Gallavis loves the X-Files too. Whoa, that's a call to the two-year anniversary special there. I mean, that's pretty much all the stats I have for this week. Um, hey, special guest, Lawrence Tierney is Don Brodka. I, I would like you all to know that one, okay? Never heard of Lawrence Tierney, but I love the Don Brodka voice. I feel like if 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 I had it on mute and I didn't know what the try-and-save detective looked like, or, I mean, well, I knew what he looked like, but what he sounded like, it would be that fucking raspy-ass uh, jaded detective. <laughs> yeah. He kind of looks like the character Don Brodka that he plays. He looks uh, like him, really? Vaguely, vaguely, yeah. Uh, USMC tattoo on him. I've seen him in uh, Reservoir Dogs. I think that's the, the most prominent thing that I've seen him in. Never Famous, seen uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, no. I know. I haven't seen half of the most important movies ever made, I would say. Uh -oh. I'll just to the list. 
I have seen the Simpsons movie though. I want y'all to know that. We are, yeah, well, you know, I, listening audience, please don't boo. This is the remote studio audience. They get rowdy sometimes. Uh, we understand. Uh, you all may be movie heads and, and very cultured, but Irvin and I are not movie heads. Please. Well, yeah. Well, no, you're, you're, you're being kind. You're definitely a cinema head. I have been a projectionist, folks. This is so, yeah, for a period of years, I did watch some movies, but it, I mostly put them together, and then I was, like, watching Simpsons on my little te- uh, television. <laughs> Ignore it for two hours while the movie plays. Yeah. Just stealing from the concession stand. Hey, but speaking of the cinema, this is an episode that I hope uh, the viewers had popcorn when they were watching, right? Because garbage bag full of popcorn. Yeah, seriously, and it's not garbage. Don't get it messed up, folks. It's just for the volume aspect of getting as much as you can. Yeah, the Simpsons only for a while had Simpsons roasting on an open fire for a Christmas episode, and yeah. then they had this episode. So. For a while, these were like the only two that they always had in syndication. So I'm betting you two also, like me, saw this episode a bunch growing up, right? I definitely, definitely. But you know, that's crazy. You would think that there'd be more Christmas episodes because this one didn't air for, what, six, seven years after the first one, which was the original one? Yeah, six years after. We're mentioning Bart's commentary on... Uh... Uh, Jesus, we're mentioning his commentary on Christmas, but it's all uh, generated in a conversation he's having with Lisa as a result of the television show they're watching, uh, the crusty kind of Christmas uh, holiday special on TV, right? <laughs> it's not just uh, torturing Sideshow Mel this week. This week, it's, uh, you know, it's where he in- invites his celebrity friends over and he can't remember their names. and <laughs> <laughs> Presented by some company. What was it called? Uh... Selling your body's chemicals after you die. I mean, someone's got to do it, right? And, and those chemicals, uh, when somebody buys them, they got to do something with those chemicals. So why not produce like uh, uh, snack cakes, right? Chemicals that get turned into gummy bears or whatever. They're just made of like fucking like ho- like horse hooves, like bone broth or some shit. I don't. I don't want to get into it. I love that. Come on. Yeah, it's true. But check it out, folks. Google gummy bears. <laughs> That's the one thing you do want them to Google, but not David Carradine. Uh, I want to also say there's a shout out to respected private citizen Tom Landry, Dallas Cowboys legend. Also, Valley legend. Apparently, he was like born in Mission, way down there in South Texas. Uh, but everyone that knows the Dallas Cowboys knows that Tom Landry is a legend. That's all I want to say. Hey, Homer likes him. He took he he bought his hat one time, right? Oh yeah, Scorpio ga- gave it to him. No, he bought it with Scorpio's money. Yeah, because he was motivating the staff so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wanted to be a good leader. They're watching the fucking Christmas special and they're arguing about religion. You know, new thing. And then a big Mortal Kombat looking commercial comes on. Right, the kids are bored about playing. It looks like a Genesis, but it may be a Nintendo. And uh, a steroided up Santa Claus with a looking like a feral reindeer come in just crashing through the fucking house yeah he's got a bazooka he instantly trains it on the video game machine destroying it by throwing the new cartridge in there i liked how the game into it (laughs) i liked how the reindeer were overpowering the children you know and rearing over them the the kids were both literally screaming for help (laughs) they're so fucking scared of the reindeer because the reindeer wanted to eat them Santa's menacing them. He's he's just there. He's bearing over them in his sleigh. 
so yeah, he shoots his uh, Christmas bazooka into the machine, and uh, they start playing Bone Storm, folks. You ever seen this game? You ever played this? Buy me Bone Storm, baby. It looked like a parody of all the action games that we all had in the early '90s. Well, that I was given later in life in the 2000s when I was born. But they were playing it. It looked good. I saw a couple Mortal Kombat looking guys with four hands. Yeah, <laughs> that was like Goro. It looked like Goro. Moro. Were you guys were you guys Mortal Kombat heads? You know where I played Mortal Kombat three was at a taco shop. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the first, I, I never owned it. I never owned it. I owned Mortal Kombat one and two, but three for some reason I couldn't afford I you know, just didn't get it. it but three nine ninety nine at the time, I believe. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't have one or two. Mortal Kombat three is the first one I was ever bought, but that came out in ninety five. Oh, just okay. like this episode. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. It was an institution at the time this episode aired. They're probably even doing like PlayStation versions at this time. They, PlayStation came out like late 94. I can't believe it because I, I didn't get it till 98 because, like I said, I was always four, three to four years late on systems because they were expensive. Remember uh, that Mortal Kombat movie? Yeah, the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking loved it. Dude, I remember I was upset with Reptile because it was like an actual little dinosaur rather than a like ninja guy. Time <laughs> were pretty bad. However, when he got into that uh, uh, devastated statue and went inside of him and turned into an actual ninja, then it was pretty dope. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And I will say that the first Mortal Kombat had an ama- a really good soundtrack. If like the techno and like the fucking Euro music, kind of like the Hellfish music, was really, uh, <laughs> really, it was really fun. In fact, I've used it like on workouts and shit <laughs> i'm admitting to embarrassing things <laughs> the dance they used to play it on the radio in fact you know what the, the the one that actually is the best one to work out to is the reptile theme because reptile had his own theme song and that's what i'll say i think really? in like sixth or seventh grade i dressed up for halloween as reptile and i really? put on like i had like a ninja outfit and just put like green makeup on my face and... whoa yeah not even the ninja mask you just no, said it was, it was just like a little ninja outfit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had a, a makeshift Mortal Kombat outfit, but it was I was wanted to be Scorpion, so it was just like cloth, so it, it wasn't real, but it, it looked like the Scorpion one. <laughs> those, cool, those were the cool co- costumes around that time. Yeah, I think the one before that year was the, the red Power Ranger, obviously. Oh yeah, the Power Rangers. That was the thing that directly pursued that shot. That's yeah. It. There was um, no Florida. <laughs> yeah, I know Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that makes me remember like the good old times in the horror, the Treehouse of Horror movies uh, <laughs> episodes where they had like great costumes. Wasn't Bark 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 Simpson <laughs> a Groog or a Clockwork Orange motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, crazy. Don't invite kids to watch that shit. That movie has terrible stuff happen in it. Stanley Kubrick's. Okay, so we all kind of had this experience of like seeing this game from afar and then eventually kind of getting some sort of version of it in some capacity, whether it's rental, whether it's purchased down the line or whatever. And it's a good callback because it like took over pop culture entirely. Like it was movies, obviously costumes, like uh, it just it was it was pretty much in everything. And then if you remember, like it took over the government, too, because it caused video games to be raided because get kids not to play like violent video games. Like this is when, when George H. W. Bush was also going against the Simpsons too for being like a bad influence on families. Crackdown. Yeah. 
So, I mean, this is why Bart is so, like, super excited, right? Like, he's caught up in a cultural phenomenon. There's just no way to not be caught up in it. Kimmy Bonestorm. He goes to his local blockbuster <laughs> video to get it. Comic book yeah. guy. <laughs> he's he told his mom to go to hell. Oh, my gosh, folks. Yeah. That's what the commercial told him to do, too. 99 cents? Come on. <laughs> and he's, like, so patronizing. He's like... Let me tell you how much it's going to cost if I tell you for 99 cents. He's like, I'm going to lose negative 59. Please take my $59. $59. It's yours. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to give him uh, like the second prize, the Lee Carvello's putting challenge. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like that's available for rental. Do you guys ever rent video games at like Blockbuster? I mean, we I know we rented movies. I, I never rented a video game. I didn't rent. I only rented maybe a couple. I think it was like a Spider-Man game at the time. Yeah, I rented almost everything. Yeah. Like like Mortal Kombat, for example. Mortal Kombat's ninety-nine cents isn't that far off. It was like two, three bucks to rent per day at the time. It was a different time back then. It was an industry. Hey, and March is right. These games used to cost like up to seventy dollars. <laughs> Lee Carvalho was putting challenge. Yeah, that one probably didn't cost so much, but you never know, folks. The graphics were kind of interesting. I love the display in comic book guy's store of like the cutout of lee carvalho putting <laughs> you could tell that it wasn't going well because they are advertising that it was like now with a scoring pencil <laughs> <laughs> they had to throw something in because the sales weren't looking good the original box just came with like a notepad that now they're including the pencil too wow to make you really feel like you're putting. <laughs> <laughs> who amongst us doesn't love golf huh uh yeah lee carvalho's putting challenge not doing that great in sales and then bart's disappointed he's going home i guess he's walking all the way home and then he realizes that someone's playing bone storm in the neighborhood it's thrill house <laughs> yeah we see like uh bart looking in from the uh outside of millhouse's home millhouse's house uh and it looks like something yeah, he's really up to some shenanigans in there we get that uh image of the side of millhouse the viewers are getting full experience. This is uh, Irvin's background image right now, where he looks like, you know, that poster from the 80s, that Maxell poster or whatever? It, whoa, what's that? It was a commercial. That's the, yeah, that's the image, yeah. right? That's what they're spoofing. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was like an audio company because the audio is so good on the Bone Storm game that uh, it's thrilling, Thrill House. And he's just putting in his name on Bone Storm. This goes back to, like, I mentioned this shit to you guys on the show before. I'm like, a lot of stuff that happens on this show, I didn't even know were parodies of pop culture because I this was the first time I've ever seen it when I watched it on the episode. I had no idea Tupac Shakur made an appearance on this episode. Well, not an appearance, but his name oh, was yeah. brought up. Yeah. He's part of the Simpsoverse. Yeah, yeah. Bart fucking uh, is kissing up to Millhouse for once because he wants to play Bone Storm with him. Bart was the Millhouse. When you come into Millhouse's house, you're the Millhouse. Do you have a best friend yet? Yeah, who's being that guy to him? Hey, and uh, he didn't give him a second, right? Like uh, he gave—he was a real Bart Simpson to Bart. He kicked him out immediately. He was blaming. <laughs> he didn't give him the time of day. He said he was smoking or cursing. Yeah, he, he said was he was smoking. Yeah, he got kicked out. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> Damn it! I wasn't swearing. So that wasn't working. But like, he can't get Bone Storm out of his brain, right? Like he's already uh, not having much success yet. So he's. Walking past the try and save. We've never seen this place before, but uh, we can we can relate to it. We've seen a version of it in real life. And he yep. goes and stands next to the video game display to 
look sorry for himself so somebody will buy it for him the okay wait so like the 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 funny bit that comes from this episode with the rich kid that happens as he's walking in right that's when he's uh yeah when he's standing at the uh the counter the display because that kid instantly goes up with his mom and asks for it and like gets the clerk to get it for him you know (laughs) gavin gavin don't you already have this game no mom you idiot I have Bloodstorm and Bone Squad and Bloodstorm 2, stupid. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. We'll take a Bone Storm. Well, get two. I'm not sharing with Caitlin. That must be the happiest kid in the world. Psst. Hey, Simpson, check this out. Look what I got! It's the kind I like! Are you guys shoplifting? Four-finger discount, dude. Shoplifting is a victimless crime, like punching someone in the dark. (laughs) No, Mom. (laughs) Did y'all know any kids like this? I was thankful I didn't. I didn't know any. I did. I I grew up in a you know in San Diego County, but in a small town that had a lot of lot of rich kids and a lot of kids who were like this. Well, I don't know if they were rich, but at least they had more shit than I did, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have Bloodstorm and Bone Squad and Bloodstorm 2. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of kids uh where I grew up in El Paso that got away with shit that I would never get away with and it would never enter my mind to even try to get away with it, you know. Yeah. yeah I, for- I, no, I, I have no like this done on for anything. You know, you know what I used to get a lot when I was a, like a tiny youngster when I would say like, oh, like I want to get this. I need to get this. They'd be like, uh, do you need it or do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me. I got no place to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Just give it to me, please. Yeah. So, yeah, but I saw kids like this and uh, yeah, they, they didn't seem happy. Like, even though Bart is saying this kid must be the happiest kid in the world. <laughs> I don't know if I could agree with that. He got two bone storms. Yeah, he, he didn't want to share. Oh, yeah, with his fucking sister. He reminded me of the of the kid <laughs> from Toy Story, the one that also wears the Jimbo shirt, uh, Sid, who, like, is the, the bully. <laughs> who puts in all those weird toys together. and uh, Yeah, he, yeah. like, it's like Franken toys. <laughs> hey, and he's mean to his little sister, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's them. She was the future. Well, that You know what? That movie came out during the same year. Oh, but animation takes forever, right? They couldn't have copied it. Like this, they could have ep- copied Jimbo's shirt, though. Yeah, that that's definitely. what I thought when I saw Toy Story. It's like, oh, they copied Jimbo's shirt. I don't like yeah. stuff like that. And and then uh, <laughs> don't give copy- as you wear a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, people who watch the show will know that we're originals. Did everybody? Did you make that shirt? I actually did make this shirt. <laughs> I made it for a Halloween costume like five years ago. Look, you can tell. It's not even in well. It's from like all the, like, the times you wash it, the acrylic starts to wear off. Or oh, yeah, yeah. The fabric paint. Uh, yeah. Fabric the, the viewers are getting the full experience. Irvin's wearing a Jimbo shirt. <laughs> I'll take a pic and throw it up on the social. You, you need a beanie, though. That's, that's to make it official. I had... But I lost it in like my various moves. But I had a purple beanie and I had like a long black wig that I would wear with it too. Cool. Do you have a football underneath it? No, I didn't. Have a football <laughs> underneath it, but it took. What I did have. I had an electrical cord as a belt. As a belt. <laughs> cool. I thought, I thought that was Nelson. What's was fucking on your cord, man? Speaking of Jimbo, he runs into uh, Nelson and Jimbo. No Kearney or Dolph. 
I, I guess they're the only ones that uh, I guess have the same sort of. They, they feel like Bart has the same mindset as them, right? Like they knew that Bart would appreciate that they're shoplifting. Like Nelson's got a vest. Uh, Jimbo's got the football underneath his beanie. So they're kind of hyping Bart up. How did Brock ever catch Bart? I guess he was just oblivious about it. And that clerk left that gate open or that little like display open. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, lock it's it out. It's an inside job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Bart's sitting there, kind of contemplating what to do when the gate is open. We see, <laughs> we see his brain. Uh, we see the way it manifests itself in all of our favorite video game characters. Yeah. But they're like they're like the most bootleg characters ever, though. Too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super bootleg um, Sonic. I think that was the most bootleg with Sonic. It looked like the uh, the original 3D version they were trying to do in the movie, <laughs> but with Mo's voice. <laughs> Uh, the butthole cut of Sonic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the human teeth. Check it out. Cats. Nacho Nova told me that it has a butthole cut out there. Where the yeah. <laughs> did, did I say? I think I saw, probably said to the link. I'm sorry. <laughs> with, with no, with no prior like other information. Uh, wasting time. Wasting. <laughs> Folks, I waste people's time with stuff. <laughs> um, Bart finally works up the nerve after all of these hallucinations. He takes Bonestorm, gets out the door. He's home free. He celebrates it. Uh, and then we see this uh, giant arm come down um, with a uh, U.S. Marine Corps tattoo. And it's uh, Don Brodka, you know, store security. Uh-huh. <laughs> Asking Bart to step right the fuck back inside. That doesn't sound too good, right? That's when you want to, like, make a run for it in Bart's shoes. <laughs> Probably could have outran him. So they head right the hell back inside the store, folks. Uh, uh, Gavin, uh, his mom, is judging the hell out of Bart. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Gavin's stupid mom. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I wouldn't be hit. I wouldn't want to be his mom. Shut up. Yeah. God, what an asshole kid. He Great like, one-shot characters. He looked like later on the Carney kid that like steals homer and bart's house from the carney code uh cooter yeah cooter spud. spud yeah he looked like spud yeah <laughs> he did he had the same like uh style yeah the carney style <laughs> now you're on the trolley uh all right folks listen speaking about being on the trolley why don't you all uh we we endeavor you all to get on the trolley with us uh because we have access to these goods and services that have improved our lives and we'd like to share them with you uh, we're giving people, tis the season, folks, please. Write this stuff down. Have your credit cards ready. Uh, these are some wonderful deals. Now a word from my God, our sponsor. The Simpsons will be right back. Please. Tonight, celebrate the holidays with The Simpsons. Jingle bells, Batman smells. They're America's funniest new family. Yo! I hope you feel better, Santa. Oh, I will when Mrs. Claus's sisters get out of town. The Simpsons Christmas Special. Then... Please, somebody shoot me. No wonder Al Bundy's life is so miserable. Look who he's got for a guardian angel. Loser! Sam Kinison guest stars on a one-hour Married with Children right after The Simpsons tonight on Fox. Open Adam. Are you Bart? After this case and the other case, oh, there's only one case left. Hello, Father. 
Here I am at Camp Granada. I wasn't really gonna kill ya, I was just gonna cut ya. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. Grab it as it may not have happened. With Joe Spivey. I'm gonna harness to Lollapalooza. You remember Leonard Skinner. He got ptomaine poisoning last night after dinner. All the counselors out of this world. And the lake has alligators. And the head coach. Welcome to my shorts, everybody. It's a Simpsons podcast. Please, uh, this is a special episode. Uh, by the way, you're listening to a Camp Granada by Alan Sherman, right? Um, uh, this is Nacho Noah, one of the hosts. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Castellano is also here. And special guest, Manny Galavis, back. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey. Hey. Ooh. We had a wonderful commercial break. We were uh, talking about some of our favorite Christmas memories, uh, Christmas presents. You know, folks, just we're in that holiday uh, state of mind. Got some Lunchables for dinner. Just having a great time. Yeah. Uh, cracker technique is important, folks. Be serious. So, so are those are, the, are those Lunchables, those like cracker cheese slice spread things that you just kind of, are they are they something else? Damn, handy snacks, right? Those are the handy yeah, snacks. Yeah, yeah. They had, they had those little things that you could dip too, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fake cheese, the like <laughs> the coagulated cheese. Yeah, yeah, I used to get those liquamades, right? Remember, it was just like a powder, a sugar, a, a sugar pa- uh, pouch, and then you dip the thing in it and you lick the sugar <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> I had the nubalines in Mexico, which is just like a, a little tiny spoon, and then you would dip it in oh, the yeah. chocolate. Vanilla or strawberry side. Did you ever freeze them? No, what? Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other world. Fuck. Yeah, if you freeze them, oh, yeah. I never had that frozen because it was always super runny. Yeah, it was You're you're in for a treat if you freeze it. In my my dad's car or something in 100 degrees and I'm still eating. (laughs) Hey, we should test. I want to do this for the first time in my life. I'd eat my shorts, but let's put it up. Frozen, frozen. I never had a frozen before. Looking forward to this. (laughs) Listen, folks. This is a recipe podcast, too. Yeah. (laughs) A little cooking segment. (laughs) We we do it each week on the show, and I I think it's something that really brings us together, especially during the holiday season, right? We're known for this. Also, Lovables, like, it taught us on what we would want to eat later on with, like, wine, which is, like, fucking nice crackers and, like, a piece of pepperoni and some fine cheese. It's just it's the same shit. Yeah, the whole presentation is there. Chocotary board. And listen, the reason we're talking about Lunchables is because we see them in in the uh, second act here of the show. But this is like a uh, stifling and stressful uh, introduction to the second act, right? We're in this tiny little back of the store office where Don Brodka sits and looms. Like the real, like if you ever worked at a grocery store, which I did as a teenager, I'm sure you guys worked at something similar is like you have to go through like all the garbage in the back to get to like i don't know the stock manager's office and it's always just full of trash or just in a rundown area with like pipes being seen <laughs> anyone else experienced this yeah. <laughs> yeah like where they have all the rat traps and yeah the, the compactors 
Do you, yeah. you ever been to a grocery store though, where their restrooms are in that area, like the public restrooms, you know, yeah. and you have to go through all like, this maze? Like, fuck. <laughs> just so much stock back there. Steal. Especially like you know, like gas stations on the road. I feel like you always have to go into weird places. Yeah. When you're using the bathroom in gas stations on the road. Oh yeah, we don't get those those big giant gas stations with the beautiful bathrooms don't exist everywhere. Sometimes you have to go to the real rundown ones. Yeah, yeah. What can you do? Um, also, what's even like more stressful is leading up to this the walk. You know, where Bart's walking with Brodka up to the oh, yeah. office. You know, after he gets pulled back in, I mean, come on, he he was home free in his brain, but you know, he's taking the walk all the way back. That dead man walking walk. Like, fuck, should I make a run for it or? Yeah, and to a kid, like, this is fucked up because he's, like, walking past Santa Claus. Then uh, <laughs> John Broadcut's talk, talking to Santa. He's telling Santa that this is one of the bad ones. Ooh. He's going to hand him a candy cane, but he breaks it in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> when he realized he was a bad boy. Santa here is one of the great little one-line characters. Uh that we see i don't know i i this is like one of those lines i like to quote just because it's like great delivery from from what was it Harajira here who is that there's like some lady topless by the way on the side of the screen i hadn't noticed that till i watched the, the video <laughs> prep for the show she's just sitting there smoking a cigarette as all cashier clerks would do in the back i do remember yeah. that i did notice that for the first time on this watch and yeah and he just kept rewinding it yeah, well, yeah, I, I did do a freeze frame. I had to do one of those enhancements, you know, where I'm like clicking the keyboard. Enhance. There's an enhancement going on multiple places there. Listen, <laughs> 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 and then the video played. He put the. Not fucking played the Troy McClure video. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, folks, let's yeah, that's that's the important part, right? That's the scared straight portion where he wheels out the VHS and the TV. And uh, we see Troy McClure on a low-resolution TV uh, fulfilling a deal, an obligation to Reebok. Or what was it? Foot Locker. I love that that was a plea bargain video. <laughs> he also stole. From Foot Locker. So he's got a uh, – Troy McClure is uh, talking about shoplifting, um, right? It's like the scared straight video, the history of shoplifting – we don't really get that far into the scared straight video before Brodka just kind of like ends it. But <laughs> yeah, show's over. It, it was enlightening. In. Well, he he has that certificate of being a legit security uh, guard. I don't know if you saw it, it on the wall. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, Donald Brodka. I didn't see where yeah. it came from or anything. <laughs> Waterburger has Waterburger University. And made me think of that. <laughs> like their training center. Hey, it's kind of like uh, reminds me of my college that I went to, Bovine University. Bovine, hell yeah. Bovine, yeah. Fighting steers. Brock is such a fucking. He's so. Oh god, he was so funny with him. The show's over. I can't get over that. He's like, excuse me. You think you're pretty smart, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> What's that line? If I wanted smoke yeah. up my ass, I'd be home with a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I wouldn't smoke blood up my ass. I'd be at home with a pack of cigarettes and a short length of pose. <laughs> Which I do do. It's just yeah. now is not the time for this guy. Right. This is obviously like his, his like one delight when he goes home. <laughs> what a great line. So I didn't 
I mean, I knew about butt chugging, but I didn't know about butt smoking. So that was like a good thing. Oh, wow. right. yeah. This is really how people who uh, enjoy tobacco let loose, I guess. Yeah. But this guy is jumping down Bart's throat like just nonstop, right? And and Bart's chuckling at one of the the guys uh, blow the smoke up the ass joke, you know. And the second Bart chuckles, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna call your parents." It's truly his um, fault. He's trying to be a wise ass. He's being so funny. Called him Mr. Comedian. I don't know if this guy, Lawrence Tierney, could is capable of delivering lines in a way that doesn't sound like serious business, you know? Like, <laughs> they got a really good voice actor for this part. I, I like his call, though, when he's just like, yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, you know? Yeah, <laughs> 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 recording. That's right, Don Brodka. <laughs> like, having a converse, fucking full-on conversation with the message. <laughs> Do you ever have those friends that did that with their like voicemails or their, you know, their like, oh. they're like, hey, what's up? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, so what'd you say? So pissed. I'd be like, you son of a bitch. And I would hang up when I hear it because I wasn't going to leave a message. <laughs> you did yeah. not. <laughs> those people are no longer in my life. Those people are no longer alive. Hey, you know, you know, when I first heard that was, was on Born in East LA with Cheech. I don't know if you remember that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and then he calls up his cousin, and his cousin's doing that kind of shit. <laughs> Check it out, folks. Cheech Marin. Born it's a good audio bit. Friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the answering machine bit, right? Like, that doesn't play so well in modern times, but... Hey, was was, was that a little bit on, on Ferris Bueller there? Like, I, I want to say it was. Wait, yeah, what was his thing where he was racing home? Yeah, I can't remember what he was doing, but he was racing home to beat his sister or his mom or someone. And, like, and they play that funny uh, music, you know, yeah. and he's like jumping over shit. <laughs> You're right. That's the bit. That's the thing that they're yeah, that's the bit, right? I think that's the bit. Yeah. You know what I always thought when I saw Ferris Bueller? I thought they were ripping off The Simpsons. Ooh. Urban's not in his head. He's like in listening. Yeah. So like, <laughs> he agrees with us. I get it. It's a good movie. Um, a lot of laughs, a lot of soundtrack, you know. <laughs> but I, I like Cobra when he comes back. He's like, "Is Lisa a Camp Granada?" <laughs> he's so yeah. confused. Yeah, yeah. And, and I do appreciate how Homer is super suspicious that the Simpsons have an answering. <laughs> like they have a message. Like we didn't have it when we left. How very odd. <laughs> like how could they leave a message while we we're gone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but his suspicions were unfounded. It was just somebody saying they were from Camp Granada. Maybe Lisa, potentially. We don't really get any sort of like closure on that. Well, we don't know. It's just one of those videos, one of those tapes that you never know who who put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's another callback. The the milk. All he's all all she got all he got was eggnog. <laughs> eggnog during Christmas. I've never done that. Eggnog. It's rompope, man. You might know it as rompope. Oh, I do know it like that. Yeah. It's Daddy Yankee song. Bart, get your suit on. What for? We're getting our Christmas picture taken. Well, you looked out, Marge, my man, because I'm in a smiling mood today. <laughs> oh, good. So get ready, and before you know it, we'll be at the try and save. Try and save? Oh, my teapots are ready. Bart's snappy. Yeah, Bart's snappy. He's he's looking sharp, you know, he's doing his thing, he's he's moving around, he's 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 loving it, yeah. He's snappy and happy. Yeah. Because he's in a good mood that he deleted the evidence. Well he got away with he, it, he, right? 
Yeah, he th- he's in the clear. He thinks he's in the clear. <laughs> I mean, Bart, Bart is thrilled, but it doesn't last for long because he finds out the family is going to try and save to have their <laughs> annual family Christmas photo taken. Oh, my gosh. This upsets Bart so much that steam shoots out of his ears, right? Like, <laughs> very limited. <laughs> oh, I love it, the steam, yeah. Yeah, it's, you said you love the cartoon aspect of it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's toony, it's toony as hell. It's, There's been yeah. several of those situations that have happened before. The one I can think of is when he got the trampoline from like Krusty's house, and he threw it like on the side of that cliff, and it came back to him because <laughs> it hit. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was like a, a wildly wild coyote. Or yeah, it was very wild. <laughs> coyote. You know, I, I like the one on Radioactive Man where they tell Homer about the craft services table and he, you know, <laughs> evaporates and there's just a cloud of smoke where he used to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just hear like his essence stay behind. Yeah. Marty's upset about the fact that he, if he gets caught, he's going to uh, be spending Christmas in juvenile hall. And I appreciate this fantasy scene into Bart's brain, right? Like, this is his worst-case scenario of what that situation is going to be like. Who else was in there? Oh, we, we, it was all the bullies, basically. Right? Nelson. Yeah, Nelson. Was yeah. There. Nelson got a, a rug sample. Oh, yeah. He's thrilled. They're all thrilled. Uh, Jimbo gets a newspaper from March. March days, baby. Good, good, good day. He wanted a bike. Did you see the sign above the the little display that says like "Proud Home of the Soap Beating"? <laughs> no. Oh no! <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Bart's imagination has a good eye for detail. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> Got his ass. But he he, he oh. wants a he wants a bike. He's looking for a bike, new bike. They could have come through that little slot, right? You just got to redeem your chit and get the appropriate <laughs> bicycle. I could have imagined that it could have come out of that slot, the bike. But what does he get? Oh, he gets the soiled wig. We know Bart. Famous. Uh, he's got run-ins with wigs on so many episodes that we've covered <laughs> by this point. Like, remember from, from uh, the wig sphere? Yeah. Or, yeah. We haven't done Homer's phobia yet. I think we will with Manny next time. But I think he also had a wig there. Oh, with- he does. Yeah. 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 And, oh, the the, the lemon tree one? He got. He had the Baron von costume wig on. And there's one where, like, him and Milhouse are jumping on the bed with wigs, and then like he throws his back out or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I think I really like the joke about the Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Was that a barfly, by the way? Was that one of the unnamed barflies that was behind was. the eight feet of bulletproof glass? Yeah, never sure. I, we ever heard him speak before either. And we still didn't get a chance to because it was all garbled up. Good nightmare there. Good nightmare depiction. So, Maybe, I mean, Bart's stressed out about this the whole way over, right? Like, even on the drive, he's hallucinating still. Like, when he was hallucinating when, with Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mario Brothers. It's Luigi and Mario. <laughs> and Luigi looks nothing like Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> Good depictions. Very off brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to get sued, right? <laughs> so we're back at the try and save, and it's, uh, I mean, it's stressful this time. It's not uh, like the wonderful experience like we normally uh, have at the try and save. Yeah. Bart's like kind of looking over his shoulder the whole time. He had just had that fucking weird, weird daydream of 
his dad's fucking the back of his seat being Brodka. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, we said catfish. Yeah, it turned into him, catfish. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, more Italian references. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, they're taking the photo after all the uh, fooling around, make, making Bart super prominent, you know, like he's up on Homer's shoulders and everything. They're taking the photo and Bart sees the guy, Brodka, <laughs> roaming the aisles. He's menacing. He's being menacing yeah. when he's roaming. And I don't know about you guys, but like, did you guys ever like, uh, maybe this, uh, where you go, like, you go to a store and it turns into a family outing? Like, we're all just going to go fuck around with like merchandise for a little while. It gives you the dating too, because Lisa wants to go type, like yeah. on typewriters. <laughs> the new dictionaries are in, and smell the new tires. I I, I understand that. Wanted yeah, to get that, that that's something I do. Consulting yeah. the pharmacist for free medical advice. Yeah, get, yeah. Making oh, up yeah. medical scenarios to see what they would say. <laughs> <laughs> Those crystals ain't working. You gotta, you know. I gotta realign my ch- chakra. You got to make sure you charge them in the full moonlight. Oh, that's what I've been. I always forget yeah. to charge my crystals. I, I always do the new moon, so I'm fucking out. <laughs> oh, shit. No, no. That makes them evil crystals. <laughs> oh. oh. They sap your life force. He's on top of his daddy's uh, shoulders. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. And he wants to. He's in. I like how the camera turns, right? Like in 1995, like there were <laughs> cameras that would turn with your body. <laughs> I don't know what stores you've been in, but like every store I went in, like only like one or two cameras ever works. <laughs> you never knew which ones it was, but you definitely try to find out so that you could steal shit. Oh no! What am I admitting to? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I was like, what is what is my favorite thing that I ever took from a store? Probably a Walkman because it was like ninety dollars. Wow, that's that's yeah. real. Yeah, that's, that's really fucking risking it, though, right? That's definitely yeah. a ride with a cop. I, I, the first thing I think I, I stole was, uh, you know, um, it was a Bone Thugs and Harmony tape. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I need that music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, I, and you know, I was probably thirteen or something, and, I, and, yeah. and I, I had coordinated it, and you know, I took it. And, was it at a music store or something it, different? It, it was at a Kmart. Hell <laughs> <Yep>, yeah. <laughs> Big business. We still think this way. Yeah, they, they won't mix it, right? I think Sonic said that, right? Like they won't. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic does not think corporations are people. Yeah, the whole invention of the Sonic game is him stealing the coins, but while going fast as fuck. If you really think about it, he's stealing from that robot doctor. He goes underwater too. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very timely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. He's a Hollywood movie star. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is now. <laughs> the fucking Time magazine bit at the fucking photo studio was so funny with Flanders <laughs> of the century. <laughs> who, would, who didn't want Time magazine cover of themselves? Come on. Time or whatever those magazines, like, they always say it's not the best man. It's someone that made the most impact, right? So oh, yeah, generate the most content. Right, because like, like it wasn't like Hitler, man of the year, like in 1952 <laughs> or something. Yeah, seriously. Like that, I mean, like, and it continued to happen. I'm not even lying. That's not a joke. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, it's on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. But, I mean, I do appreciate the, the photography bit, the Ansel Adams bit, you know, the pacifier out of the mouth with the baby. You know. She starts crying. 
And Bart's just, you know, the whole time keeping an eye on Brodka walking the aisles. This is a... Uh... <laughs> This is as stressful as uh, the scene where he's, uh, you know, walking to the office. Stressful as fuck. It's like parent-teacher conference, and you're like, can my dad not talk to that particular teacher, please? And then they somehow, like, come together. Your son's never come to school. <laughs> I like that. I like that that balloon part, though, when he, like, takes in the balloon thinking it's going to be, like, <laughs> Nas, and it's just <laughs> He was trying to Nas his voice. It's like, well, <laughs> he faked it. Yeah, he was depressed. Yeah. He was. He was. They take the photo, and then the action shot is the fact that once again, the photo has been ruined. And Bart has a trajectory of this because before he, he they went off to try and save, he put on that like putty, fake putty chin, that nose, that little hat. <laughs> And had ruined so yeah. many photos previously, you know, like yeah. the, the word bubble saying I stink and put it here Homer. A very underrated bit. <laughs> like, you know, like in cartoons, like you or like in a comic book, right? You're a big comic head. Not sure. You would see there's a bubble that says what the character is saying. At least that's how I'm interpreting how they communicate on the page. And the fact that he was holding that up, but you could see him holding it made me laugh so hard as a kid. That's <laughs> and, a great bit. Homer was confused. Like, I don't remember saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So this is a bummer, right? Like the surprise thing is we think Bart's going to get away with it. Once again, we hope we're on Bart's side, right? He's a bad boy, but we love him. He doesn't get away with it. And he gets yanked away. Brodka gets him and the picture is fucked up. You know, these parents, Marge and Homer, they come to Bart's defense and uh, this guy has the wrong kid, but we know he doesn't have the wrong kid. That was sick. The way that Marge defended him. We don't usually see, I guess, yeah, I mean, Marge is never put in this position, but usually we don't see Homer being a responsible parent here. (laughs) Yeah, that's not true. Wait, that that is true. (laughs) Oh. Ah! (laughs) Yes, Homer, beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Commit violence. Yeah. I want to see a fight. Homer's been trained for this. Remember when he fought uh, Bart's big brother when he landed on the fire hydrant? Like, he's had worse fights. Dreader Tatum. Oh, and the Dreader Tatum one, too. And he's, he's got Homer Simpson syndrome, so he could survive. He's a fighter. You could really see the disappointment in Marge's face. Made, oh. me, made me disappointed. I think this is why I appreciate this episode, is that it's one of the first times I see Marge extra depressed. Not at, not in, in upset. Not, not at Homer, but at, you know, her own son, like Bart. <laughs> and it's... It's sad. I don't know. It's just one of those things like seeing her, her look when she finds out that it's him. And, and then throughout the rest of the episode when they go back home. And I, I think we all been there when we make our parents upset or our mothers upset, you know. And, For sure, dude. And that's like the one moment you always want to avoid. Because it's even worse when you really feel it when they don't want to either talk to you or you could tell it's more disappointment than anger. And you're like, fuck, I really feel this one. Yeah, because she's not she's not mad at him. She doesn't show no. him out. She doesn't. Her opinion yeah. of her child has changed, and that yeah. hurts more. Woo. Yeah, that's harsh. I remember being there plenty of time. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why this episode always hit with me, you know, or always resonated with me is that she reminded me of so many times that I, you know, especially that age, like that, that 13, 14, 15-year-old range where you're just like, fuck up hard and your parents realize you're moving on not being a kid anymore and you know yeah i mean you fix it later but it yeah, yeah. The time for sure at the moment yeah it's it's a it's yeah. a harsh transition fucking hormones 
<laughs> terrible, terrible sons and daughters. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like that bit though, where you know he's trying to avoid his mom seeing the like this this appear on the screen, but then behind him are like multiple screens. <laughs> I believe that that's your current Zoom screen. Is that you had like the different security footage of mm-hmm. TVs? But you're right. He was like, "Don't watch it." But you know what? Bart like mans up and like tells her he did it. He doesn't know that it's behind. Yeah, yeah. Behind him. He doesn't want her to see it. And then you hear, "Oh, Bart!" And I was like, "Oh, I felt that." Yeah. Felt like and everyone, everyone in the store is like, "Oh, <laughs> just judging." A crowd has gathered around to judge along with the parents. No, no, this didn't play well with this audience. I think at the time, you guys like maybe you agree or let me know if you think of an episode that that says otherwise, but. By 95, we weren't really getting the heartwarming stories anymore. Like, we were getting just funny, 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 just fucking bit after bit. I, mean, I don't know if this was one of the ones that was submitted for an Emmy, but I was like, this is a great heartwarming episode like they used to do like in the in the very beginning. Hey, this is yeah. a well-constructed episode. I Like, you know, this, we were talking about how this is one of the ones that we had seen over and over, probably cumulatively more than a lot of other Simpsons episodes in our lives. But uh, I, you know, still this uh, we're, we're journalists on this show. I try and watch it with fresh eyes, and it, it's a solid, solid as hell episode. You know, like just they they built this to be something that you can watch a million times. It would be replayed over and over. You know, and you still feel that same feeling because even when I watched it last night uh, to get ready for a show today, I still felt that same feeling I did when I first saw it of like that fuck the disappointment. It was like a very universal feeling and. If that's what they were going for, like making people like really dig deep into their own shit, I was like, okay, you fucking did it. Yeah, twenty five years later, we're still we're still feeling mm-hmm. it. You know? well, I guess it's a good place to take a break. Then we we're at the part where the really the big heart hitter, the the climb, not maybe it is the climax of the episode until the later thing that we're about to talk about in just a little bit, where it, it really tugs at your heart. Uh, but we will be right back with some more eat my shorts pod. Hey. The critics are hailing the arrival of the Simpsons. They're pretty selective. It's hilarious. Jingle bells, Batman clothes. Don't kill me, Dad. Witty. Ow, Quinnick. Irreverent. Ow, Quinnick. A funny, funny show. When do we get paid? The Simpsons Christmas Special, next. Welcome back to Eat My Shorts, everyone. It's the Simpsons Podcast. This is Nacho Nova speaking. Joined, please, by Irvin and Manny. Welcome hey. back. Hey, buddy. Be back. Hey. Oh, and I, we have to give credit to the, uh, the musicians uh, who are performing this music. Uh, you listen to Bone Thug Harmony with Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Please, off the album Creepin' on a come up, folks. Check it out. You love the blockbuster music, would you? <laughs> Creepin' uh, on a come up? <laughs> Hey, this is a uh, Manny. You were mentioning that this is the particular album and statute of limitations, folks. So nobody tried adding this to anybody's permanent record. No, no, no way, no way. You have an association with this, yeah, album. yeah. It was uh, the first thing I, I think I shoplifted, and um, 
I don't even know where. I don't even know what city, but it was a store that starts with a K. <laughs> Association. Yeah. He's still yeah. somewhere. <laughs> you know, I know, I didn't mention it the, the, on the last break, but um, the, I think the very first time I tried to uh, shoplift, it was like when I was five or six years old. Uh, <laughs> I think Irvin, I, we, I, I might even mentioned this on a previous episode of my shorts. Yeah. But I shoplifted. My mother shoplifted. My little brother shoplifted. Different various stores, you know. He was like on some shop from in El Paso. We all got thrown in the back of a cop car, <laughs> and I'm like, what, five or six years old? I was so scared I was gonna go to jail, you know? Because like, <laughs> what is the media that you're exposed to when you're five years old? What happens to somebody who's in the backseat of a cop car? They go to jail, yeah. right? Like, like that's my cause and effect. So, hey, shit, I didn't know it was a shared experience, dude. Yeah. Um. So it's like when you when you do that to a little five year old or a little six year old, however old I was, like. You, you put a perception of the cops in somebody's head for, like, their entire lives, you know? I think we talked about this now, too, with that picture, that terrible picture of, like, the cop pointing a gun at the man with uh, his daughter on his shoulders that we've yeah. all seen on social media. So, like, it's like, dude, that's, that's traumatized in that person's head for the rest of their life. <clears throat> yeah, seriously. Um, so it's bad PR, number one. <laughs> and number two, hey, what are you going to do? I don't Establish a criminal record on me when I'm five years old. I don't know. Maybe it's there. I don't have access to that. It's that permanent <laughs> record. <laughs> yeah. You remember thinking I, school fucking high school thinking that your permanent record matters? <laughs> hey, well, did you see Bart's? It took up like a whole file cabinet drawer. It's going to follow you the rest of your life. Uh, yeah, you're right. You did talk about that in a previous episode. And also in the last episode that we talked about uh, together was Homer Badman. Um, we talked about going to fucking 7-Eleven and just uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> loitering and stealing at will. Cause you're yeah, I didn't get caught for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Well, we must have talked about it off air. But I remember no, you no. Told me that your friend worked there and I was like, well, yeah. I'm just put two and two together here. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was on the show, and I put out a, a bonus episode of the show, like with the the, the outtakes, you know, the outtake reel, right? Uh, and I told like an extended version of that in uh, one of those outtake reels. So check it out, folks. It's available for uh, Patreon Patreon subscribers. patreoncom slash eat my shorts pod. Is that the link? Yeah, and you know what? If anybody wants to, uh, you know, like start doing the Patreon, anybody who donates now, I'm gonna donate it to people who need it more, like. Check out Morning Drive Pod. Uh, I put all the good sources to donate money to right now yeah. there. So honestly, it's not even something that is going to go Just towards the show this month. Plasma and blood as well. It's true. Hey, listen. Yeah, if you pass the test, donate that plasma while you can, folks. <laughs> this is the season of giving, you know. That's why we're talking about this. I remember very early in this pandemic, we were like, "Well, if we donate blood, they have to tell us if we have it." It's like that was the way that we, that we were going to figure out if we're fucking positive. It was so hard to get a test. Well, yeah, and now like they're finding out it's a vascular disease. I saw on Medium. I get all yeah. my news from Medium. It's not even a lung thing. It's affecting everything, basically. Circulation and breathing. Nope. Oh, and breathing. I was going to say, oh, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come so, on. Tell us more about these 7-Eleven hot dogs that you Premium dogs, the best dogs. Big, beautiful dogs, folks. Counter dogs, so beautiful. We have one beautiful dog. We, we, we've established everybody's pissed, right? Yeah. Um, and this is territory. This is new territory for The Simpsons. We usually, as viewers... 
go along with Bart, the original bad boy, right? Yeah. We can tell based on everybody's reaction, and they have like all these no-name characters in the store seeing Bart steal on the surveillance tape that's being broadcast. He doesn't even know them. Who cares? Do they show up for anything else? No. Maybe the mob. That mob scene <laughs> once in the Simpsons. Uh, but the biggest person that was mad about it was, besides Marge, was oh. Homer. Homer come, got him home and berating him. What were you gonna say? He said a classic Homer <laughs> rage, like. <laughs> yeah, this is the police academy lecture. Yeah, right? that's it. And then he does. He's not listening to Captain What's His Name at church. Choice, <laughs> 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 Captain. Love. <laughs> and then uh, he ends. He's like, "Just stay out of my away from my booze." <laughs> <laughs> not what he was yelling at him for it's like his dad Comic it's like his grandfather when he's like but he's not a porn star <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i did like that there was a call back to the police academy movies i'm a big fan of the police academy movies although i obviously am the zoomer you, but i do enjoy 80s do, do you laugh at the movies oh yeah they're so fun <laughs> so fun i mean yeah you can see the bit coming a mile away but you know it was fun <laughs> <laughs> is that the one with Bobcat Goldthwait? Yeah, Bobcat Goldthwait was one of the police academy members, and he would do his funny noises and like crash his car into places. Uh, okay. Who else was there? There's uh, the big football man, uh, and he would throw people like 100 yards. There's a lot of slapstick. It was very slapsticky. I haven't seen slapstick humor like that. In... Well, yeah, National Lampoon, right? Like, wasn't that... <laughs> That they did a lot of like slapsticky stuff. Yeah, if, if they are National Lampoon, I don't know. Yeah, check those folks. Physical humor though, physical humor is funny. That's why the next generation <laughs> loved Jackass after the fact, even though there was they they didn't have any of the jokes. They just had the physical shit. <laughs> Bart's apologizing to Marge. He's so sorry, and Marge not hearing it. I mean, we've never seen her react in this way on the show before. Right. Never. Yeah. Other than that one time when she's humoring Homer about him being dumb and she's like kind of purposely taking a long time to answer. <laughs> this is the most sort of uh, contemplative that we've seen her in the show. And she just sends Bart straight to bed, you know, so he knows he fucked up. And, you know, something I've noticed for the very first time today when I was watching this show, I'd never noticed this. And like we say, we have priced in this episode, what, fucking hundreds of times. Thousands of times. Yeah. You know how early in the episode she was doing the little tuck in express, tucking in Lisa, mm-hmm. tucking in Bart. Yeah. This time he, you know, we we see Bart in bed and we hear Marge in the background tucking Lisa in. And, you know, she's very. They're they're both very happy. Uh, this time, you know, as we see Bart in bed, kind of like, oh great, here it comes, the tuck in express, right on time. Uh, I'd never noticed before that he kind of shoves the blankets down a little bit mm-hmm. because he was all tucked in, and he shoves them down for Marge to tuck in. So he was sort of already he's anticipating yeah he wanted that he wanted it subconsciously yeah i I never noticed that before because uh that's certainly not the way that he reacted the very first time that we saw this scene Mm -hmm. uh and she just bypasses his room and closes the goddamn door good night it's such a like harsh good night too so harsh oh good nights before and i was like fuck yeah I heard those plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. I want to do a callback to the scene between Bart and Lisa in the bathroom where they were uh, brushing their teeth. And I think that's where Lisa also 
uh, I think makes Bart aware of the fact of how mad she is. And she mentions that like, it's probably going to take a lot of effort to get Bart back in her, in her good graces. Yeah, because Bart thinks he got off, right? Like he's right. off all right because he didn't get yelled at. Right. But he just experienced a whole new level of rage that, or of anger and, or of disappointment, really. That's what it comes boils down to. Yeah. yeah. Man, I thought Mom was going to scream me stupid. She didn't even raise her voice. I admit I haven't known Mom as long as you have, but I know when she's really upset. Her heart won't just wipe clean like this bathroom countertop. It absorbs everything that touches it, like this bathroom rug. Really? You think this might be one of those forever type things? Mm-hmm. And like you like you all were saying earlier, like he has to sort of understand his relationship here with Margin and you liar, right? Like he crossed that threshold where it's like, and she's talking about this with Homer in bed a little uh, after this. Yeah. Like about how his hand slipped away from hers, like little bitty Barty. You know, we know this Margin, uh, Margin Bart relationship. <laughs> and she's acknowledging that something happened. Like he's not this uh, guy. Why would he do this? You know? Meanwhile, Homer's uh, banning him from drinking <laughs> and stealing for three months. <laughs> Absolutely no stealing. Tough but fair. And no school. <laughs> Not even school, yeah. yeah. And you know Homer's fucking serious because he's got those reading glasses he puts on when he's like really like focusing on something. Just a little notepad. Yeah, and, and the whole time Margaret, she's pouring her heart out and. Uh, during all this, he's just drawing the little robot roasting hot dogs. <laughs> just a fucking idiot. <laughs> you pay zero attention to anything she's saying. Like, what are you going to do? Love to see it. Could <laughs> <laughs> uh, not be more tuned out at such like one of the more serious moments of this entire series to this point. And he's like trying to be super tuned in, right? Like he's like thinking of punishments for him, but he's still super tuned out. <laughs> and this is great hey we were just talking uh, a few episodes ago in the two-year show about how i i think irvin and i we we both uh agreed that season seven was superior to season eight it was yeah. the uh you know adam's little uh face off um episodes like this really sort of display that you know like we don't get anything like this in any other uh what do you call it uh, season of this series as far as i'm concerned and i will fist fight anyone who uh, <laughs> decides to uh, disagree with me Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, you see the harsh, the harshness, and the beauty, and the everything about him. Why don't we get any more fucking episodes like this? I mean, granted, uh, we talked at length about where our fandom, fandom, like of obsession goes to, but I imagine that they continued on the uptrick of just going for bits instead of uh, heartwarming moments. Yeah, somebody was saying recently, um, God damn it, I can't remember, but it's like more of a like down to a formula now, right? One of our former guests recently was just saying that. Hmm. Um, it's like a formula now. Bye, Mo. <laughs> yeah, let's just say Mo. They have their goddamn um, contracts renewed for, oh, I don't know how many more seasons. Disney just bought the uh, property rights, right? They have a formula. They don't want to mess with it. So they're just kind of giving people elements of what they perceive to be stuff that people expect from The Simpsons and just yeah. sprinkling in every episode. Well, this is, oh, shit, this is actually the podcast. <laughs> I'm not actually talking <laughs> about my opinion of the show. <laughs> no, come on. So let me tell anybody who yeah. works on The Simpsons, but that's just what it seems like, you know? Like, go for shit. They used to go for shit in these episodes. 
they used to stand up for things. No, but but I I, I feel you. You know, it's um, I think uh, above all, like you know, this was one of those episodes that I even to this day, like I think Urban, you were saying earlier, like you feel it. You know, you can watch it five hundred times and then watch yeah. it years later, and then you're still just Marge's look, Marge's disappointment. It's there, and it was good writing overall. I think I asked you this on, on the. I think I asked you this on the two year episode a few episodes back go ahead and check it out if you haven't seen it yet and yeah. listen to it yet uh but why was this your favorite episode that you've ever seen i feel like that's why we started we wanted to make to make that your first appearance yeah i, I think it's just that that it's like you know we we it's something that was very personal it was good writing it, it really anyone has experienced this and i think we all gone through that point where we realize that we're growing up that we're trans- transitioning into a new phase of our lives is from children to adolescence or whether it's teenagers. And, you know, we all, I, at least myself, I know I disappointed my mom a lot of times, you know, like as a 13 year old, as a, you know, from that transition from 10 to 13 years old, like it was really like, you know, I, I could see that same look that Marge had in my mom. And, um, and it's something that I, I think we all, we all kind of understand. And, and, you know, it could be like petty, like shoplifting and then, realizing that that's wrong or it could be like other things just like you know even when she does a marshmallow thing like that independence that bart has now to be like pouring your own marshmallow in your own fucking tea and you know and realizing that now you're doing that and you're kind of like not even getting tucked in that being too cool for school to get tucked in and that just sets a whole new precedence of like where you are as a person and i think it's something that we we all kind of go through and um so I think that that just resonated. And, and like I said, I've seen this episode like hundreds of times and just because it got rerun so much and I almost know it word by word of what's going to happen, and but it still is very impactful. And I think it's just the great writing that's in there. And you could see that in Bart, like he wasn't ready for that transition yet, right? Like, and then Nacho talked about that earlier when you mm-hmm. kind of pushed the, the bed sheets down. Yeah, he wasn't ready for it. Yet. You. You realize it too, I think, as a, as a person, you know, if you're watching this as a kid and, you know, I think I was probably 13 or 14 when this came out, you know, or was I, yeah, maybe 12, 12, 13, you know, and um, and just to see that real, real life situation where Bart's like pushing that blanket down and you still kind of want to be baby, but you also don't, you're not a baby anymore, you know? <laughs> we all want to be baby. Yeah, we all, we all do, but... <laughs> And he's still like, it, it's funny that The Simpsons chooses to illustrate this in, I guess, several ways, but like right here, like a silly, absurd way, because Marge actually does cross that threshold. She says, I need to stop mothering him so much. But like the, the way that The Simpsons shows this first is by, well, you know, the tuck in and then the, the marshmallow, where he can't even handle something as simple <laughs> as putting a marshmallow in his cocoa. I, hey, but a, a, Abe loves it, though. Abe, Abe is all about that. Spiral <laughs> yeah. ham and Thanksgiving. Uh, I didn't know that marshmallows expanded like that. So, life lesson for me. Give me a slice. <laughs> what? I didn't know we had that. <laughs> Continue in. <laughs> but you, we, we see him from this point on just like move, you know, he's he's an adult, like he's like almost an adult, like they're treating him as that, you know, it's it's like he's, I don't know, it's like when you move out of your parents' house. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, can, you know, you don't get invited. It's, you know, yeah. He's been branded. He's been branded as too cool for school, big boy. So they're 
Marge is intentionally automatically excluding him from all of these rituals and everything else that the whole family is participating in. And it's it's deliberate, you know. Bart doesn't get to do the little snow person family thing, you know. <laughs> he, well, he, he, he does, but... <laughs> but it's, oh, yeah, way later. <laughs> he expresses it to his best friend, too. He's being super vulnerable with Milhouse about, like, oh. worry about your mom might stop loving you. And Milhouse is still in kid mode. <laughs> He's more worried about piranhas, like, eating him. <laughs> he should be worried about piranhas. Well, and cup and ball, right? Like, because that's that's just uh, yeah. the shit that kids were getting down with in the mid nineties, from what I heard. <laughs> it was yo-yos and cup and ball. Uh, you never know where that which way that crazy ball is gonna go. Karen's ki- not Karen. Why did I call her Karen? She looks like a Karen. Uh, <laughs> she would be a Karen. Luann, yeah, Luann's kicking him out of the house for smoking weed. <laughs> oh, once again, after the heart to heart shit. Yeah. Um, hey, did you all notice that uh, Milhouse had a sideshow Mel poster in his room? <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, though, right? He's rooting for the, the underdog. <laughs> yeah. I never noticed that before. Cannon. Good bit. Wow, that's a good visual bit. Well, hey, eat my shorts. Thank you, person's podcast. So, yeah, Bart, Bart is, I mean, he's totally out of it. He wants to spend some time with uh, Luann Van Houten just doing whatever she does as a mother. So... The, the results in what? Uh, they're just sending off Christmas cards. <laughs> yeah, delivering Christmas cards. Their attention. <laughs> they're having senior citizen conversations about uh, whoever the cards are going to, people in the neighborhood. Tell me I'm good. I asked this to not go home before every podcast. It's true. <laughs> I, and this is what I do after each recording. This is what I, it, it's reciprocal in a way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I think that's when you guys mentioned, okay, they, she, he cuts away, he goes home, and then um, Manny mentioned this is where they see the snowman family. That's where we see Homer's Homer's really buff snowman appear. Looks just <laughs> like a, him. A mirror image. Yeah, yeah, it looks like him in the in the mirror when he was looking at himself when he was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In terms of what how he pictures himself, yeah. Homer is in this scene, we find out a pretty good artist, you know. Very consistent. It's a pretty good representation of what he sees in his brain. Yeah. And then Bart's little snowman is like <laughs> like dirty snow from underneath the car. And then a crow lands on it and destroys it. It looks like Krang from Ninja Turtles, like the villain, like the brain pink thing. It was fun to see the uh, you know, the little uh, crow tear apart the snow Bart. Yeah. Completely destroyed. But he's pissed, right? Like, uh, Yeah, he's upset. <laughs> And he's walking around kind of fuming, and this is when he sees uh, Nelson. Nelson, right? <laughs> and I, I like this little conversation that they had, right? Like, he knew that Bart would like it. The wheelbarrow attire that uh, Nelson had stolen from Try and Save. I was reminded of that whole, like, there's been so many wheelbarrows in this. Like, there's the one where, like, they're going to crusty land or, or itchy and scratchy land, and they're, he's in the wheelbarrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when he's dead or he's really hurt, yeah. he's Oh yeah, <laughs> and also when the comic book guy is getting the the hundred tacos for a hundred dollars. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> also, oh, the when when uh, he wanted to be disabled as king size Homer. There's a wheelbarrow full of like cinder blocks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's at the construction site trying to get injured. Check it out, folks. Wheelbarrow's popular <laughs> item. This is the wheelbarrow podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's something I wanted to say for the tools segment. Come on. 
Yeah. Oh, no. The more I take, the longer it gets. <laughs> <laughs> Am I not gonna find hmm. it? I like how Lisa is high as uh, you know she's getting high off that fake snow that they're spraying on the Christmas tree. Too <laughs> bad. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> cool. Double. It's, so it's true. It's so stupid. No, it makes sense. Come on. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it was cool to see Lisa getting high. Well, actually, she got too high. You know, she's so high. I like how how Marge is like. We still need to like spray the cookies. <laughs> It doesn't end with the tree. It no. keeps going. Please. Oh, that fake snow. Oh my god, <laughs> so much. You got to read the. You got to read the precautions there on the back. So Bart's super pissed off. Everybody treats him as a black sheep. So he decides to go back into try and save and like uh, show them what a black sheep can do. Right? He's pissed, and he comes back home and. It looks like he's concealing something. The whole family is like on it. Well, Marge initially is on to him. Uh, sees that he's hiding something in his coat and she chases after him and Homer is actually helping. Uh, he cut Bart off with a little uh, child gate at the other end of the living room. What the hell that room is. Well, ba Bart forgot that Marge spends 23 hours a day in that house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that, that makes, uh, you get your money's worth on rent the more time you spend at home. You this, know? I deduced that. Like when I started paying more money on rent, I was like, I just got to be at home more to like get yeah. my <laughs> That's how I rationalize it. <laughs> it's not even a joke. I really thought about that. <laughs> It's like, I, I need to not go out. Like, damn, every time they up it, it's just like I got to justify it by spending more time hanging around. Regulations of how long I need to be at the house. Bart's enclosed, right? Like, he's fucking holed up in the living room. And, uh, oh, he's got to give it up, right? Like, whatever the hell he's concealing. He's got nowhere to run. Marge is there. Homer's there. Uh, Lisa and Maggie Simpson. <laughs> not Marge. <laughs> We got over. This is in five. There's nowhere to go. And then um, she takes the thing that he has in her in his pocket. Excuse me. And he hands it over. And then we got to the fucking heartwarming part. Yeah. The part that is all the the most sensitive we could be in this whole episode. And I was cutting onions at the time. That's all I want to say. It was a stop. <laughs> it was the onions. Yeah. <laughs> I was processing emotions at this time. Yes. Can you run us through this scene, Manny? Well, when he shows off the, the yeah. mom's trying to get the, she thinks he's, he's shoplifting, but you know he's got the little photo that he took. And, and what I love about this is just that he included the receipt, and it says like all sales final or something like that. And paid in like, full. I need to. He paid in full. <laughs> It's a full on receipt. He didn't do that layaway. No, it's there. And it's it's almost like he has to prove, you know, he has to have that document to prove. For sure. That dude, she feel this photo. He thinks he's like a serial, uh, is it klepto? Who, what's, what's the person? Like kleptomaniac? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard. Uh, what's her name? When Anna Ryder got arrested for him. Oh, this is true. When Anna Ryder, friend of the show. Was she a klepto? <laughs> I don't know what she, she, stole something, she just stole something once, just like uh, Troy McClure. And she told she tried to say that she did it for a role. I did it for the role. <laughs> but this was heartwarming. I don't mean to make jokes. 
Uh, this is how she can get away. This is how I deflect from processing emotions by making jokes. Check it out, folks. The funniest Simpsons podcast on Spotify. But then um, we find out we, we find out that this was um, Lisa's worst Christmas because Bart was able to open up his gift early on. <laughs> she's pissed, and yeah, she's pissed. And I think it's a it's a bittersweet moment because Bart gets that. Um, that golf game, you know, and <laughs> the game. All the all the clerk said all the boys were uh, interested in this game. Do you think that clerk like was being honest? <laughs> he was just like, "I'm gonna fuck with this kid." <laughs> it was probably a comic book guy, and she recognized Marge's Bard's son because she fucked with him. Or just unloading stock, right? Like, let me give you the one I have the most of. <laughs> yes, this is the one that all kids want. And that's how it goes. <laughs> Never ask a clerk at a store for what everyone wants. They're clearly just worried about inventory. Yeah. And and if you're at Guitar Center, don't ask a clerk for anything. Yeah, they'll make fun of you, and they'll ask you if you even know how to play a guitar. Yeah, they, they, they suggested that I purchase a guitar just to bash it my own skull in. <laughs> In a comical way where it takes like four to five tries to get him all the way down into the ground in a very Looney Tunes manner. Like every bop. This was heartwarming. Um, you know, we, we never really saw Marge holding and hugging Bart like this, so it was nice. Very cute. And he loves video games. And she gave him. And this is when we see like the dog dancing on its hind legs, right? And everybody was singing. And. Um, I think Marge and Grandpa were vampires floating in the kitchen. <laughs> Marge was the original vampire. We all thought it was yeah. Bart. Are you Bart? <laughs> Somebody tell me what the hell is going on. <laughs> no, we're just fooling around. Uh, it turned out that Homer was the beer baron. <laughs> well, wait, I, you know what? We're joking around so much that I forgot how it really ended with the commercial game. He, he keeps the he keeps the the, the video game. <laughs> oh yeah, that, okay, that's the credits part. Um, uh, oh yeah, okay. So Bart, yeah, they put a the little picture on the family portrait, and basically a board, right? Yep, they put the picture up uh, on all, and that is what saves face on all those terrible, terrible pictures that had happened in the past. It evens out the frame, you know, like when Marge first put it up, and the original photo was leaning, and then. This was able to even out the whole whole ordeal. Oh damn! I didn't even realize that. Manny's yeah. that person too. It's true, but the balance is restored, or at yeah. least uh, the the balance for uh, us as viewers, right? And everything's cool. And Bart plays his game that he has no interest in playing. At least a total of one time. <laughs> the Carvalho game looked like it had like a lot of levels to it. I didn't, I mean, would you expect an early to mid '90s game to have a parking lot level that you could even hit a parking lot? <laughs> that seems like it went too far. Like my, that was games, pretty cool. Yeah, the games would stop way sooner than that. So I was like, like Man, your ball is in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it says, "Can I play again?" No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you pretty much got the full experience. Yeah. I am Carvalho. <laughs> he didn't even say his first name. I guess that's, uh, that, oh, that's the absolute end of the episode, right? There's nothing else. <laughs> and then they okay, so we, we should, I, I would suggest um, 
for the listening audience uh, to get ready for us to rate this episode. Yeah. Okay. Personally, I would like to ask our uh, our special guest, Manny. Uh, what, what eight, eight gallons of eggnog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> get get it while it's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this 23 hours out of 24 hours in a day. Wow! 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 wow. Okay. Uh, I would say, uh, in my experience, wow, based on what we watch here today, um, can I, I, I've never done this before. I'm going to do a 10, 10.5 uh, cartridges of Canasta Master. All right, folks? <laughs> I'd like to play. All right. But we're, we're uh, you could tell we're breaking the charts here, folks. We're new ground here on Eat My Short. Okay, so we got several things to say. Listen, before before they kick us out of the studio. Well, I guess oh, I'm the only one that's really in the studio this week. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, it gets kicked out, too. Uh, <laughs> Urban, I look forward to seeing you in real life eventually soon, now that uh, we are all finding out that this uh, virus is passing away, I hope, right? <laughs> yeah. Now that we know that the lamestream media has been making this up and it's fake news, uh, we'll be coming back <laughs> at you live together. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we uh, have it already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I hope so. matter, folks. Come on, please. No one's laughing. Please. Uh, okay, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Irvin. Thank you, Manny. Um, now, listen. Uh, uh, now, where if the listeners are interested in uh, uh, finding out more of what, what you do, uh, where can they, where can they uh, seek some stuff out? You know what? I, I do a lot. Um, I'm, I'm a PhD candidate at UT Austin, and I'm also a professor at a university in Southern California. I'm not going to say the name. I don't want my students to, you know, I'm very lenient as a professor, but um, yeah, but, you know, I sew my, I sew my, um, you know, I sew my leather patches onto my, my tweed jacket, you know, like to keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, never a couple yeah. I keep it proper, not like Homer, you know, um, but, um, but yeah, but we also have a bookstore in Santa Ana, California. If you're ever, if you're oh. ever in the area, um, and we open up again, um, you know, which will hopefully be soon. It's called Libromobile. As of now, we're on the digital world. Just look hashtag Libromobile on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anything you can find us, and um, and we're there. And um, we get some scenes. We get a lot of scenes. And I know Urban Urban's come across some of our oh. um, scenes with um, Simpsons fan base. Um, it, well, uh, yeah, I'm looking at yeah, one. Right it's a Troy McClure one, and um, and then um, we have a few folks. Um, T. Crux from Costa Mesa, who makes a lot of mashups. So, if you want to show some love, look him up. T. Crux, he does a lot of mashups with Simpsons and a lot of other characters. So that's some someone cool to look into. But um, we carry a lot of a lot of those, a lot of homemade stuff. So um, a lot of local folks, a lot of POC um, authors, and oh, yeah. Hey, listen. So again, Libro Mobile. Libro Mobile. Okay, cool. Uh, and thank you, Manny. Uh, you know, I was just uh, realizing that I haven't done my Simpsons zine. I'm a zine. Do it, and we'll uh, carry it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm a cartoonist. That's what I did. I got like fucking all this fucking boxes of shit sitting here. You gotta put it out, man. You gotta put it out. Woo. Okay. It's true. I'm working on the new one too. We're waiting on it. This isn't about <laughs> me. Thank you, Manny. I'm sorry. What am I doing? Yeah, and shout out to Libramobile for giving me that Bart Simpson's Guide to Life in, in Spanish. Spanish. And that's the other thing. We carry, we, oh, we cool. carry tons of Spanish books. So that's our, that's our thing. We cater to the, the local community here. This is a Simpsons POC podcast, if you didn't know already. Yeah, and when we say the, we mean the one so far, as far as I can tell, yeah, right? That's the one. I haven't seen any others. 
Hey, and if you're like a Simpsons POC podcast that we're not aware of, let's do like a little crossover episode where we can be guests on each other's show. It's like right? when you get like Super Futurama down. and the Simpsons come together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And even if you're like a Futurama podcast or a King of the Hill podcast, let's do the crossover anyway. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, cool. Well, thank you all. Thank uh, what, what a week. Uh, and listen, we're at Eat My Shorts Pod, eatmyshortspod at gmail.com. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Irvin. And, uh, We'll see you next week. Keep watching the skis. Are you Bart?